I am Dr. George Andow, and this is A Journey Through to Awareness. Thank you for joining us tonight. I'm one of your hosts, and I'm here with my buddy and host, Judy Miller. And as always, we are looking to bring to you information and guests who have a very important message that can bring something new to you so that it gives you a new perspective on life, adds to your life, touches your heart. We are called to go beyond the confines of our minds, and we hope to bring you that here. I'm a psychoanalyst, and I have a private practice, as well as a certified spiritual direction. been in practice for 21 plus years. And um, my last name is D-A-U, and you can certainly find me uh, if you Google me. And uh, Judy Miller is an incredible therapist of her own right. And I'm going to uh, introduce uh, our guest in a moment, but I want you to meet Judy first. Our guest tonight is a very interesting woman of great courage, and she's going to speak of her journey. And we look forward to having you stay with us and listen to our show tonight. Judy, hi, honey. I haven't seen you all week. It is great to see you, Georgianne. Thank you. And it's also a privilege to introduce our guest for today. So Julie Zolfo is the author of the new best-selling book, The Way of the Traveler's Heart. And I am sure that sounds great to Julie's ears because it just came out last week. Now, Julie will inspire you to experience the fullness and variety of life with or without a passport. Julie's approach to living every day is filled with connection, curiosity, courage, clarity, and co-creating. You'll be able to explore new possibilities and expand beyond what you know. Unconventional is synonymous with Julie and her teachings. By combining 25 years of corporate talent development experience with life coaching, emotional intelligence, The outdoors and other mindfulness modalities, Julie educates and empowers individuals to break free so that they can step into a new life chapter unapologetically. Julie helps guide her clients on their own path of discovery, which leads them towards a more complete and fulfilling life. Now, Julie credits her success to her her five F's. It's faith, it's family, it's food, it's fun and football. Okay. (laughs) and Julie's charity in the background. But I actually met Julie two years ago at a woman's retreat, and she had just achieved the master trainer level in the passion test program offered by Janet Atwood. So I know firsthand Julie's level of dedication and her open and caring heart. So it's such a pleasure, Julie, to have you on Journey Through to Awareness. Well, thank you both for having me. This is so exciting. I am dialing in from Central Oregon. I'm in a little town called Bend, Oregon. So it's so great how the power of technology can connect us, right? Like this from Tampa and New York and all the way here in Bend. So thank you for the opportunity to be here and to meet your audience. This is exciting. It is exciting to have you here. So So Julie, for people who aren't familiar with you, can you briefly tell us about your background and where your yearning for travel originated? Sure. Um, Before I really stepped into my passion, I had a J-O-B like everybody else. I had a job and I actually loved most of my jobs. Um, I was a marketing major at Bentley University in Boston, Massachusetts, and went on to do some sales and marketing with Turner Broadcasting. I was a campus recruiter for some of the biggest companies out there like Citigroup and Honeywell and Deloitte. 
And one of my favorite jobs that I fell into, which hopefully we have an opportunity to talk about tonight, is I became a director of destination management and travel for Pier 39 in San Francisco. And at the time, I had no idea it was the number one tourist attraction in San Francisco. And I ended up getting this marketing job. So I credit my... um, my career looks more like a twister board than any sort of ladder or lattice, right? You know, it's been like one hand on yellow, one foot on red. And there's been all these dots that at one point didn't seem to connect, Judy. But after 25 years, I look back, right? When we look back on our lives, all those dots somehow connected and really brought me to the moment here where for the last 11 years, I've been a coach, I've been a speaker, um, I'm running retreats. As you shared, I'm a master trainer with the Passion Test. And my new accomplishment was my new birth baby that I just gave is the way of the traveler's heart. It's taken me a while. Most people take about nine months to have a baby. I had it about five years. <laughs> so I'm really excited to be here. It's a big baby. That's it's a big baby. <laughs> and for our listeners who can't see, we're holding up the big baby. But it's actually it's actually an easy read. It's not that thick. And you've got some wonderful pictures about your travels around the world. So thank you for that. Yeah. Well, and actually, you know, just um, when looking at the book and people say like, oh, like there's a lot packed in here, um, but it's a smaller book. And I'm not sure if your audience is familiar with Odd Mandino. Are you familiar with the author Ogbandino? He, um, back in the 70s and 80s, wrote a lot of inspirational stories that were very spiritual based. And all his books were about 100 to 110 pages. And I actually share um, in my story, when I was 11 years old, I saw Ogbandino was coming to New Jersey. And I asked my dad to take me to see him speak. And that was the first time I saw a motivational, inspirational speaker. And I knew in that moment watching Og Mandino that that's what I wanted to do. And so I almost feel like this book pays homage to his style of simplicity, of, you know, spirituality, but yet there's an adventure in there as well. So, you know, I I knew I knew I knew I loved Julie right away because I grew up loving Og Mandino. The Greatest Salesman in the World is one of my favorite books. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've read that book. Yeah. Okay. The first I one I read know. was The Choice. Um, that was the first one I ever read and then got into The Greatest Salesman. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yes. So, Julie, we have a question for you. So through all your travels, you've learned that all roads lead home. So for our listeners, where is home and how do we get there, especially for people who feel like they're lost? Yeah. And or who can't travel. Yeah. And for those who can't travel. Well, again, um, so I'm originally from New Jersey. And um, since living in New Jersey, I have lived now, this is my 12th US state that I lived in. And I lived in Massachusetts, I lived in California, I lived all over the country. And Judy, I find it really interesting that at 53 years old, I'm 0 for 2 in a very serious relationship to get married. Um, but that never happened for me yet. And I never had a home, like a physical home or owned a home. And I was okay with that. I was okay, you know, going through life and collecting all these experiences. And along the way, what I realized is when I stopped comparing my life to other people, that I was really okay. 
Um, from a very young age, I always knew that there was something with me and I never felt alone. And so I, I'm wondering, our listeners here, I'm sure the listeners in this group maybe have that same sensation, right? That it really is this feeling inside of belonging. And when we can get there, mm-hmm. then it really doesn't matter on the outside part. Mm-hmm. But the, but the truth is, it was during the pandemic and being on a road trip that I finally realized when I was driving back from North Carolina to Oregon that after five decades, I had everything in this moment that not only was home here, but I actually wanted to put roots down. And so I built a home and I moved into it on St. Patrick's Day this year, March 17th, 2021, to the shock of everyone. And I tell them that I have a nest, but I still love to fly. And that's the beautiful thing of a home, right? Whether it's inside here or something that we have, it's something that we always know we can go back to and tap into at any time. What about you? What, what do you kind of, how do you define home for yourselves, both of you? Georgian, do you want to go first? And then I'll be no, happy to jump you in. Go first. You go first, because I really want you to talk about yourself and let everyone know also how they can reach you, Judy. Sure. So uh, I'm... <laughs> As George Ann said, I'm Judy Miller, and you can definitely connect with me at judymiller.net, and I'm a life coach as well. So for home for me, um, I went through an incredible experience not too long ago, and for home for me is connecting with the oneness of the universe. So no matter where I go, just being in that connection, being with God, being with the God of my understanding or whatever you might call it, that's home for me. Mm -hmm. Yes, similar for me. It's interesting because how I met Judy was um, I had her on the show and I very much connected with her immediately. We connected with each other and we both met our God that we believed in and knew, but really had a physical and psychological everything, immense immersion into the sense of God at the Catholic Church. And so the God of our understanding, for me, it's always Jesus, the Son of God, um, is my home. The Holy Spirit lives in me. I can immediately go into a place and caress and feel that presence. And I'm very blessed. That's my home. And I do have a house. <laughs> I don't live in a box, but I love that distinction, George. And because um, in the traveler's heart, the book, it's broken up into sto- it's one part stories and one part education. But in the education part, I have these five wisdoms. And under each wisdom, there's a motivation and a desire. And in chapter H, we talk about home, but the wisdom is Home is a sensation of belonging, not a destination of belongings. And so I loved how you made the distinction of I have a home and yes, I have a house. And that is part of what I share about in The Traveler's Heart. Beautiful. Your book has a lot of meaning. It really is fantastic. We have so much to explore tonight with you. And we're so grateful you're here. And we need to take a break. So we'll be right back. Sorry, but we got off to a little bit of a strange spot tonight, but we're here and we're looking forward to sharing the rest of the time with you all. So thank you for joining us on a journey through to awareness. We'll be right back.
Have you ever thought of reinventing yourself? Are you looking to create a new life's journey? Hi, I'm Kevin Barbaro, host of Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 5, 8 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live to hear me and my guests from a variety of different backgrounds. As a former college coach and a current full-time actor and owner of multiple companies, my show is as eclectic as my life. That's Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through Into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Welcome back to A Journey Through Into Awareness. We're here tonight with Julie Zalpo. And she's talking about her new book. And for those, I hope you can all see this. A Way of the Traveler's Heart. And it's about exploration, but not just of places and things, but about the depth of your heart. So Julie, tell us. Tell us more about the depth of your heart and how you met it on all of the different journey that you made. You're such a, oh my gosh, you're such a courageous woman. Thank you so much. You know, um, that word courage comes up a lot when people read about my story and what I do. And I remember um, my father telling me one time, Jojan, that um, he's like, Julie, you're a very interesting girl. Because you go out in their world and you go travel around the world and you like think it's like normal and it's kind of comes natural to you. But then you come home and you're in your daily life and sometimes you fall apart. And so that was kind of the wisdom and the um, motivation behind creating the the way of the traveler's heart. Because if you look, for those of you who can see the cover on the cover of the book, The Way of the Traveler's Heart, is I'm carrying this big backpack, this big green backpack. 
And when I put this backpack on, it's almost as if, Judy, like I'm putting on like my super cape here. Like I become a, a hero, right? And I'm invincible. And in the book, I actually talk about I'm standing in the middle of Nepal, scared as heck as to what's going to happen next. And I just take a deep breath and I start doing this incantation and going, I am Zalfa woman. I am fierce. Yeah. I am like, you know, invincible. And I love that backpack. And when I, what I noticed, I would come home, I'd take that backpack off, kind of put it in the closet, and I'd go through my daily life forgetting that incredible woman that I was out there in the world. And so part of the way of the traveler's heart, I created it first for myself because I didn't want to just be that amazing woman a couple of times a year when I traveled. I want an experience. I call her Zolfa woman. I want to experience Zolfa woman all the time. And so I started to dig deeper under what are those things that I forget about when I come home? And you started tonight when you um, started this broadcast, you said the first thing is about taking interest. Even if we don't agree with people, interest. When we take an interest in somebody, that creates connection, right? When we're traveling, it's so easy. We're open. You know, we're, we don't even mind like waiting online for something sometimes. But how many of us, right, when we come home and we're standing on that express line, and it clearly says 10 items and the person in front of us clearly has 11, you know, are we feeling a connection with that person at the moment? Right. Why do you think that is Julie? I, you know, um, I think we forget when we come home that we're part of this collectiveness. And I think, because, of, yeah, go, yeah. Can I give you my, my yeah, theory? Absolutely. The theory yeah. Okay. When we are at home, we all get back into a life where the society that we are plugged into keeps us too busy and we get right. We get grounded right into that. And we're too busy for anybody else. And we become very self-involved. That's our lives that matter that we have five minutes. We have to remind ourselves that this person is feeling the same way we are. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. So that was one of the things I noticed, right? I I didn't have as much patience because we treat people at the level we treat ourselves. And I am so much kinder. You know, even when I travel, I don't know about you all, but I am so forgiving. If I get lost, it's no big deal. It's just part of the adventure. You know, if I can't figure out a word, I just smile, you know, and I make up something and everything's okay. Yet when I come home and I don't know something, all of a sudden there's this pressure that I'm supposed to know. But the truth is I don't know, but I shut down and I hide instead of just asking for help or clearly saying, I don't know, but I'm so open to learn, right? So all these things were happening for me um, when I would come home. And that's like, I didn't like that part of Julie. I was really shutting down. And so this book, The Way of the Traveler's Heart, the heart is an acronym, right? And it's, and the five letters of H-E-A-R-T all stand for a wisdom. And then under that wisdom, there is a desire that we want to connect. We want to stay curious, We want to be courageous, right? We want to have clarity. And the most important part that we started off this whole journey about is the co-creation of really being the flow of where spirit is taking us. I love it. So Julie, 
Julie, can you go through for our listeners the the other parts of the acronym HEART? Because I know each letter represents something different. So can you go through each one of them for yeah, us? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, there's a lot of layers to this book. So the H, um, and for those of you who can see it, the H, each one of the letters, when you open up the book, it actually has a drawing attached to it. So the H, when you look at the H, when you get the book at travelersheartbook.com, you can order it there. It's on Amazon right now. The H has this water drop. And so the H represents water because if you think about it, when we're first born, right, that's the first element in which we come into life. So the H stands for home as a sensation of belonging, not a destination of belongings. And in that chapter, I share about how I go on this amazing adventure in New Zealand. And even though I'm having this amazing adventure out in New Zealand, what is happening within me is the journey I've never experienced before. And that was for the first time that I understood about this concept of journeying within. So that's chapter H. And at the end of each chapter, there's some pictures and there's also Mm -hmm. a reflection for everyone Mm -hmm. to kind of um, look at and how you can feel more connected in your everyday life. Mm-hmm. Now, Julie, when you started to take these travels around the world, did you feel a sense that your friends and family were perhaps judging you? And how did you get beyond that? Yeah. Um, in the beginning, um, I think they were really excited for me. Like, okay, Julie, like this is a little trip. But I saw this as something so much more. Um, I come from a very large Italian more male-dominated family, all extremely successful successful entrepreneurs. And I was the first woman in my family to go to college, to get a degree and get a job. You know, so I've always wanted to feel a part of what they were doing. So to be there out on my own, but I realized I couldn't do it their way. I had to find my way. And so going out in the world was something nobody else in my family did. And so I really, that was my thing of moving and traveling. Um, I think when I traveled for nine months in 1999, the first four months I was by myself and meeting all these different people from around the world who had that same mindset of going out there and exploring and waking up every day and doing what you love. And we didn't know where it was going to go. And then I started to beat some of my friends along the way. They didn't meet me till about Greece or Italy, some of the more safer, luxurious yes. places. Yes. And all of a sudden, that conversation of, oh, so when are you coming home? And well, what are you going to do about a job? And for the longest time, that wasn't the, that wasn't part of the journey. I was just wanting to be out there in the world. And so that was the beginning, Judy, of where I, I started to shrink. And I started to let the outside world kind of influence me. And it, it kind of took me on a spiral. So, you know, in that spiral, that's chapter A, um, the A of the heart acronym. And A stands for adversity accelerates our self-evolution. And don't we all know that? <laughs> you know, un- unfortunately, we don't realize it when we're in the adversity that it's accelerating us to move someplace else. Some of us get stuck. Some of us don't want to be there. Some of us resist being, right, standing in the fire of our discomfort, as Janet Atwood would tell us, right? Um, But that's really where the growth is going to happen. And in that fire, in that demise that I experienced when I came home was 
It was a shedding of all like beliefs that you were saying earlier, Jojan, that society had all these shoulds about how Julie should show up, how a single woman should show up, how anybody should show up at a certain age in their life. And in that depression, in that downfall, I think it just really allowed me to get rid of everything that no longer served me. That's so great. That's what happens when you kind of go inward and let spirit talk to you. Yes. And that's what I help people with in analysis and spiritual direction. And you told yourself a moment ago, why when you come home, you start to feel that shrinking again, because your home represents the people that you were brought up around and they all have that attitude of society, get a job, fit in. Do what a girl should do. Right. When you're out in the world, you're not around that. Right. right. Whatever we're brought up around lives in us forever. Mm-hmm. We just have to identify it and then take charge of it. Otherwise, it runs our life. Absolutely. Well, I think the beautiful thing, and this audience would definitely appreciate. So at the heart, at the core of my darkness, I had really spiraled pretty downward. And you can see my personality. I'm pretty outgoing and I'm full of life. But At one point, it was almost, I was so stuck in my body. Mm -hmm. I was completely shut down. I I could, I really couldn't speak. Like it was so in me. Now I was never had terrible thoughts about myself. I was just deeply sad. And I remember one night uh, afternoon waking up from a nap where I had been crying myself to sleep and I woke up and this voice specifically said to me, where were you last happy? And without like, even being startled or anything, I looked up and I go, San Francisco. And the voice said to me, then go to San Francisco. And that's what snapped me out of my depression. And, and I think it's as we are talking about going within and coming home and being connected, I think spirit was just calling me in, calling him in. It's, it knew I was making choices for other people versus making choices for myself. And Bravo. he kind of like, yeah. And he just wanted to hold me and be like, Julie, we got this together. You can love yeah. them, but no one's going to love you the way I do. And I know it's best for you. And yeah. I had to trust that. Yeah. And because Julie- we're called to see beyond the confines of our mind. Yeah. And the mind is made up of the ego zero to seven. I'm sorry, Judy, get it. I'm sorry, I get carried away. No, 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 please, please finish what you're saying. No, I'm done. Good. I am. So Julie, Julie, I, I know that ties in so closely with the R in heart and the heart acronym. Um, since we're both passion test facilitators, it'd be great to share with our audience, you know, how do we recalculate what matters most? How do we get that clarity? Yeah, well, you know, um, Judy and I, you know, we've been blessed to kind of learn a process that gets us clear what matters most to us. And the truth is, it starts with actually sitting still, allowing yourself and giving yourself permission to actually go inside, right? And say, what is my heart telling me? Not my head, not society, not my mom, my dad, my grandma, and everybody else, right? What's my heart saying? And I don't know about you, Judy, but until I went to the passion test, No one ever gave me a process of even permission to sit down and say, when my life is ideal, I am, and just dream into it without the shoulds, without the judgments. And what what a beautiful gift that anyone can give themselves 
when I'm working one-on-one with a client or even in a group, I tell them, nobody's going to see this list. But if you can't be honest with yourself in this moment and allow your heart to come forward, when are you going to do it? Right? When are you Mm -hmm. going to do it? And so it really starts with what is your heart telling us? When my life is ideal, what does that look like in where I'm living? Who I'm hanging out with? my daily connection to spirit and to God and fueling my soul. And then the beautiful part that we get to do in the passion test is once you get clear on those things that are mattered most to you, I always tell people, right? The quote is the passion test is the only test you can't fail. Love it. Right. <laughs> but we can score it and we can be honest with the score and be like, okay, on a scale of zero to 10, 10, meaning, wow, I'm doing this full out and zero. Like I didn't even know this was important to me right? You score it and be like, okay, well, now you know, because now when you move forward and you're making choices, what we say in the passion test is when you're faced with a choice, a decision or opportunity, you look at those passions and say, is this bringing me closer to or further away? And then making choices become really exciting and really easy because you're so clear about your yeses and you're so clear about that's not for my heart. And Mm -hmm. I love that about the passion test. It's an incredible, simple and powerful tool. And I'm going to agree. And I'm just going to repeat what Julie said, because it has changed my life. So whenever you're faced with a choice, decision or opportunity, always choose in favor of your passions. And when you do that, you start to live more life more joyfully. Yeah. And I think the one part that we have to remember too is, um, Live, you know, follow your passions. And remember, Judy, intention, attention, no tension. The truth is our job is to get clear, to go full out and do everything we can, and then allow the universe to see what shows up and not have an expectation. And that is chapter E that we can get to later on, experience without expectations. <laughs> and for those of us listening, that might be in situations that... um you didn't know you had permission to choose and you find yourself in certain circumstances in life. We can always work through the pieces looking at now where you've landed and we can pick up from there and see how differently you'd like to navigate because your passions can be different now than someone that's 30 years old. Okay, We'll be right back. So we're journey through into awareness. We'll be right back. Do you feel uninformed about menopause and how it impacts on your life? Hi, I'm Pat Duckworth, women's health strategist and host of the Hot Women Rock radio show, empowering women leaders at menopause. Join me every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern time, 3 p.m. UK time on talkradio.nyc for interviews with inspirational women who will share their top tips to rock your world. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. 
Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. I think we're back on. We we have some technical difficulties going on in the background. So thank you, everyone, so much for your patience. (laughs) So I was just being silly. Hopefully everybody's kind of laughing. Anyway, (laughs) welcome back to A Journey Through Awareness with Julie Zolpo. Julie, um, what what would you hope from reading your book? What do you think the most important point is? that people will take away from your book? There are so many. What do you think think one or two are? I think, so my wish, so one of the things about writing a book is you get to get this message out there in the world to a bigger audience. And when it becomes an Amazon bestseller, you know, that even creates a bigger spark and a bigger fire to, you know, catch on for people. And my hope, especially during a time in these these modern times where people feel so restricted that there's some things in life, you know what, regardless of what the outside world is telling us, we are free to do, right? We are free to love. We are free to be kind. We are free to, you know, be, go out in nature and it's free, right? So instead of all the things that, you know, and sometimes people want to be free from things. I want to be free from stress or free from this person or, you know, how about I'm free to, I'm free to just, you know, follow my heart. I'm free to like, what, if you had to answer that question for yourself, you know, what is it that regardless of what's happening in the world to remind yourself that you are free to. I love that. No, and I think the second one where we started in the beginning is that, you know, what you'll notice when you're reading The Traveler's Heart, again, these incredible stories. Well, I think I I think they are. I hope you do, too. They inspire you. Um, I've met these incredible guides along the way. There's a guide, Bishnu in Nepal. And there's Eddie. Oh, I love Bishnu. Everyone loves Bishnu. Mm -hmm. And the truth is that, you know, after all these journeys, what they all taught me was the guy that I always had was with me. 
And when I wrote that, I didn't even think about the whole concept of like Dorothy, like the Wizard of Oz, the, the, that story, like there's no place like home. It was always there. It was always in me. And for the longest time, I looked to the other people to guide me. And yes, that's okay to check in. But the most important person to check in with is always me. And so, you know, my biggest wish that this book inspires people to remember is that you do have all the answers. You know what's best for you. And, you know, only share that great secret with people in your life and in your tribe or with people on a podcast, you know, to 50,000 people (laughs) that you trust, right? But share that dream and hope with the people who are going to nurture it. You know, Judy started by introducing me with Julie's five F's, five, you know, faith, family, food, family, and football, right? And I joke that I say being baptized Catholic and a Jets fan, right, are the bookends of my life, but they are, and they've created such security and comfort. You know, being a Jet fan, I don't know if, if this is a New York radio station, you know, if you're a Jet fan out there, <laughs> the greatest thing that Jets give you is hope. We can hope for another year. We can hope for our new quarterback, right? We can hope, (laughs) right? And so um, having that hope and remembering that um, even in our darkest days, we are never alone. We're not. And that's what I love what you both are doing is reminding people, right, of, you know, that sense of home, that sense of we have that strength. And when we're feeling afraid, the best thing we can do is travel within, right? Mm-hmm. Get still, get quiet, because coming again from a big Italian family, we didn't have a lot of quiet around. <laughs> and so it took going into the Himalayas to actually realize that silence is really loud, just like my phone that I didn't shut off. I apologize. <laughs> and it's not next to me, so I apologize. <laughs> that's okay. That's all right. So Julie, you know, that's that's wonderful what you just said. And one of the things that you mentioned earlier was Zolfa woman. And I couldn't help noticing you kind of have like a mantra in the book. And I think it goes, you are a Zolfa woman. You are fearless and courageous in all you do. You are joyfully curious about everything and everyone. And you have an unwavering faith in God, even in crazy. And I'm so sorry, since we're on the radio, shit, scary moments. So Julie, Tell us about one of those moments and when your faith was critical. Oh, gosh. So in that chapter, chapter E, experience without expectations, uh, I somehow ended up in Nepal after having a couple of beers with some other travelers in Laos. So if you look at a map, Laos is like one country over here. You had to fly over to Nepal. But someone said, hey, if you love to hike, you should probably go to Nepal and experience that while you're on this side of the world. And as a traveler, you're like, Sure, I'll just go to Nepal. And so I get to Nepal and there's an entire story of how I got to Nepal and I how I found Bishnu and I was doing this trek. And now we're getting to the point where we're summoning up to 17,000 feet. And Bishnu has been my rock. He has carried my backpack. I just had my little day pack and he was taking care of me. And on summit day, it's four o'clock in the morning. We have a full moon. We're at about 12,000 feet at this point. Bisnu shows up and he is pale as can be. And he's this brown, beautiful Nepalese boy. And I'm like, what is up with you? And he's like, I've been sick all night. And what ended up happening is on summit day, I had to take Bishnu's backpack and my backpack. Ooh. And at the hardest part of the mountain, 
begin to walk. And for those of you who've ever been in elevation, right, the higher you go up, you know, it's like walking on the moon when you see people like (laughs) one step, yeah, one step, like oxygen. There's no oxygen. And um, there were many moments in that time where I, I didn't think I can do it. I needed to turn around. And one of the beautiful things when you're hiking, you know what they say, instead of constantly looking up at the mountain and holding on for dear life and be like, oh, I got so much more to do. A beautiful thing to do is actually to turn around, open up your poles, right? Open up your chest and look back and see how far you've come, right? And it was in that moment that I was reminded, look how far I've come. And there was always someone there to help me get through this. And that in those moments, just looking up to the heavens and seeing the Himalayas and just so close to God, like I can truly like touch him, right? And he was touching me. And, you know, it's in those moments that you can either, you know, forget who's being with you or you can remember. And I'm so grateful in that moment that I could remember who got me to this moment and who is going to take me over that mountain. And thank Mm -hmm. goodness you got better. (laughs) Yeah, I'm glad he did. We have to take a quick break again. Feels like they're coming awfully quickly. But Julie, do you think that you would have felt your God? Um, and it would have been enough for you had you not continued on. We'll answer that when we come right back to a journey through into awareness. Thank you for joining us tonight. We'll be right back. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time on talkradio.nyc. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. 
You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to A Journey Through Into Awareness with Julie Zolfo this evening. So, Julie, what do you think? Do you think it would have been enough for you if you didn't reach the top? Because you're a go-getter and you're a determined woman. Right. Well, it's hard to answer that because it it didn't happen, right? It didn't happen. But I can say this, that um, the one thing that is always certain in my life and I don't know why. And I would love to know from your listeners or yourself. I just always know God is with me. And I never end. You know, when I left on my trip, my mom gave me this necklace. It was like a half piece. Right. And she had the other piece. And so I would have this, you know, on me. And so I'd be able to grab it. And um, my mom and I always talked about the angel Athena. Athena is an angel that's very present in my life. And so we talk about Athena and we talk about the spirits around me. And so if I had not summited, would I have been okay and still known God was with me? Um, I, I, it's hard for me to answer that question. I, I want to say yes. I want to believe that my faith would trust that God said, okay, there's a reason. Because I know moving forward after that, there was a lot bigger setbacks and disappointments that happened. And, you know, I realized that all those setbacks, you know, really set me up for something different and something better. So knowing what I know now, I would hope to realize in that moment that if it was a detour and I did everything I could to get to the top, but it didn't happen, then there had to be a reason why. Right. Yes. Sounds like you had a lot of faith before you left on your trip. Yeah. But when I came back. When I came back from my trip, I did lose it a little bit when I went into my depression, so much so that I, I have this sweatshirt that I know your audience can't see, but I'm going to hold up. And it's well, a... The audience it, can see. Okay. okay the, it's the, just so the it's podcast. A, okay. The, the podcast. So I have this sweatshirt. It's a green hoodie. And I was given this to my from my sister during the time when I was depressed. And I opened it up that Christmas. She wanted to make me happy. And she's like, Julie, open my gift next. So I open up this sweatshirt and I look at it and everyone can see what it says, right? We here. can't read it. Okay. So it? I pull it up and it's, I go, life goes on. Oh. And I throw the sweatshirt down. <laughs> and my <laughs> sister says, can you pick that up again and actually read what it says? And I'm like, oh, life is good. <laughs> right <laughs> now in the moment my family right. laughed and I didn't get it but I think about that moment of God it, like God was telling me right in front of me life is yeah. good like yeah. how often is the sign right there yeah. and I was like life goes on yeah. <laughs> right. well because we identify with our feelings yeah we're not our feelings but we all identify with our feelings we all do it But these are good reminders that we're not our feelings and feelings are not fact. They're things we have. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. So, so Julie, we have so many questions for you, but we want to give you the opportunity to let our listeners know how to get your book, how to connect with you, how to work with you. Excellent. Oh, thank you so much. And again, what a joy to be here tonight. Thank you so much. It's been a whirlwind of the week. Um, The book just came out last Tuesday. So it's been a whirlwind. The Way of the Traveler's Heart. It's actually very easy. Um, You can go to travelersheartbook.com, three words, no spaces. Um, You can go right there. That will take you to a landing page and it will take you right to Amazon. Um, You know, what I love to do, as Judy said, is, is I work with people around getting clear on their passions. But another thing that I noticed over the years is I help people get clear on their passions, but then they don't take action on them. And so where my really my real passion and inspiration is helping look people look at the energy they're putting behind that passion. And are they saying I can have it or I can't have it? So a lot of what I do when I work with my clients is I do, um, it's called the ELI. It's called the energy leadership assessment. And I help people actually look at the different energies. Just like Georgianne said, we have all these feelings that are going on throughout the day. It's like the stock market, right? They're up, they're down, they're high, they're low. We're courageous. We're scared. We're we're vivacious. We're quiet. But when the bell ends at the end of the day of the stock market or even in your life, where do you default to? Do you default to an energy that's building you up and moving you direction of your passions? Or do you have an energy that's like it's defeating and it's hopeless and you're angry and you're frustrated? So part of what I do is um, it's passion plus energy. It's P plus E which is really important when making decisions. So you you have your passions, you have your top five, but then we start looking at the energy behind those passions so we can really move them forward. So if you are interested in kind of making some leaps in your life, but you've been a little hesitant, you know, a lot of people out there want certainty, especially during these times. But the truth is when we have spirituality and we trust in God, actually having less certainty And being more curious, right? And being like, well, that's interesting that happened, right? That's going to allow us to move faster during these times. And um, in the book, I actually wrote at the end of chapter E, um, a reflection, and it's called The Answer. And so many of us are looking for the answer. But the truth is, the first line says, certainty annihilates curiosity, right? Because when we're so certain, right, we don't go to source. We think we have all the answers. We do things on our own. The creativity is no longer there. We're not getting new ideas. And then at the end of the day, things get stale and they die, right? But when we stay open and we trust God is leading us, he gives us new ideas and new source and new fuels. And that brings new feelings and new ideas that move us in a new way. And so we're either moving towards growing and living or kind of falling apart and dying. And so if you're feeling stuck, if you're feeling burnt out, if you want truly a new way that you can live every day, like a traveler, right? Not just on vacation, not just like on holidays. If you love that person you are that even enjoys waking up at three o'clock to get that cab to go to the airport, right? Be that excited for your life, right? Be that excited for your life. And I'm telling you, it's possible. 
And that's what I love about the traveler's heart is giving you very practical tools. I'm a tool girl, right? I love being able to work with coaches and therapists. They are so important. And yet at the end of the day, when I'm home by myself, I got to be able to start using those tools for myself, right? And so everything I do, I give my clients a tool. They get to practice it. They come back. We measure your success. We kind of see where things are working, where things aren't working. And it's that constant progress. So I just love helping people really live full, full, great, adventurous lives. You're terrific. (laughs) You have such great energy. And in your work, if you feel that you come across with people, your, your work, you're feeling like you're struggling, that people aren't moving, just think of Judy and I, because... Most of the time it's pre-talking. They don't know what's going on. They're stuck in their unconscious because we only live 10% out of our consciousness. And Judy does incredible breath work to work through the ancestry pieces that go back five years that are keeping Mm -hmm. you stuck. So just keep us in mind. Thank you, George, Ann, for that. And Julie, as we begin to wrap up the, uh, the session today, I know that in the back of the book, you have 26 ways to keep the traveler's heart beating. Julie, what is your favorite? Uh, um, oh, oh my wow. gosh, one. <laughs> How can you pick one, right? All right. Well, given my last name is Z, I'm going to go to the Z at the bottom. And it says 0% is required of you for the universe to love you 100%. Wow. Okay. Georgianne, you've got the book. What's yours? I don't know. Um, I'd have to really spend time with this to choose. I can't really pick so quickly. You know me. I'm an analyst. I have to sit with (laughs) all of this. (laughs) What about you, Judy? Well, I'm going to do what Julie did. She did based on her name. So I'm Jay for Judy. So joyfully accept that what is, is exactly what is best for you. Okay. And then I'll go with G. Ground your thoughts and emotions with gratitude daily. Oh, I love that. that. (laughs) These are wonderful, Julie. These are great tools. There's a great juice. This is great. You could make a copy of this and give it away to everybody in the world. (laughs) That's great, Julie. Such such an honor to have you here with us. You're terrific. Well, thank you again um, for being here. Thank you. So uh, would you like to say a prayer tonight? Yeah, I would. Um, I wrote this um, prayer based off of um, the word fulfillment, because in the word fulfillment, it says, fill me. And so this was a poem that I wrote to spirit. So, oh, great spirit, fill me with your love, your laughter and lasting joy. Fill me with your wisdom, your wealth and amazing wonderment. Fill me with your fearlessness, flexibility and fired up heart. Fill me with trust, truth and tenderness to share. Fill me with abundance, gratitude, and prosperity. Fill me so I can share all that you've given me with the world. Mm. Fill me with the knowingness that right now, in this moment, I have everything I need through your unconditional love and lasting friendship. Mm. And so it is. Thy will be done. Amen. 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 And we pray for all of you that are with us each week. Thank you for joining us. Pray for you, Judy. You, Julie. Mm. God bless us all, and we hope to see you next week. Thank you. God bless. Good night. Good night. Good night. God bless.
Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Did you know that nearly one in five adults in the U.S. battles mental illness? Hi, my name is Albert Dabba. I'm the host of the show Extra Innings. Extra Innings, I discuss the topics of wellness, mental health, and the experience of surviving multiple suicides within my family. Listen live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern to Extra Innings for discussions with sports figures, artists, mental health professionals, and many others. That's Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Have you ever thought of reinventing yourself? Are you looking to create a new life's journey? Hi, I'm Kevin Barbaro, host of Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 5, 8 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live to hear me and my guests from a variety of different backgrounds. As a former college coach and a current full-time actor and owner of multiple companies, my show is as eclectic as my life. That's Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 